Welcome to Naturopathy Today. Your hosts are Dr. Michael Schwartz and Steve Langford. Join them as they guide you on a journey to good health through holistic naturopathy. Now here are Michael and Steve. Hi, and good morning, and welcome to another exciting adventure in the land of naturopathy today. I'm your co-host, Michael, and I've got my good bud with me, Steve Langford. Good morning, Steve. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, Michael. An interesting times in these worlds, and I know so many people um, have these challenges, and we're here to help them with some of those anyway, so I'm glad to be back with you. And I'm glad to have you back, and hopefully that uh, we won't overeat too much during the holiday season. I've already uh, made arrangements to put on just three pounds. That's it. That's my (laughs) commitment to me, and we'll see. Well, yeah, that's an interesting comment, because I wonder, and you may be really in all seriousness, suggesting that if we put this into our minds of what our goals are, in this case, to not gain more than that, that we might actually put things into motion that allow that to occur. Is that kind of part of your thinking there? Well, you know, actually, because your mind is a biocomputer, programming does work. In fact, I've written a book called Becoming the New You, the You You Want to Be. And in there, I draw the analogy that the mind really is a biocomputer and that the software that we run on are the concepts and the patterns of behavior that I often talk about and weave in to what we're doing when it's appropriate. And so let me me back up. Let's go to the law of marketing and advertising. I do believe that they say if you repeat the same thing for 28 days in a row, by the time you get to the 29th day, you almost have it as a habit. And this is one of the reasons why the major corporations constantly advertise, even though they're doing billions of dollars worth of business. They're constantly advertising, even though you're buying their products. They know that. So it's a matter of reinforcing. And on some levels, we do this to ourselves and we reinforce the negative. So I'm programming myself not to gain more than three pounds through the holiday season because I bake (laughs) pumpkin pies from scratch for Thanksgiving and I make my grandmother's cookies for Christmas that I send out to my cousins. And so, and I eat about, you know, a pound myself. So, so yeah, I've got to (laughs) set in motion control or I will be out of control. Well, you know, I I think it's really an important concept that maybe we don't employ enough. And we've mentioned it before, as a man thinketh, so is he, you know, I believe that's a spiritual teaching and and you have not because you ask not. And that this idea of putting positive things in your mind and reinforcing them makes you much more likely to be successful as contrasted to perhaps the negative talk I'll never be able to do this. Or and I you're think right. that's a strong spiritual teaching that people can appropriate and, and they don't. You know, the problem is that people spend too much time talking outside themselves, too much time listening to stuff outside themselves. As an owner of a company and someone who goes out and travels with sales reps, it is interesting. I, I rarely ever get into a car 
where the radio isn't on, where it's either talk radio or music. And sometimes I'll either tell them, turn it down, turn it off. And people don't spend enough time in their own mind. I don't know. You know, I, I just don't know. I don't know why that is. I think we've all been so programmed to look outside ourselves that we don't think to go within in order to change the without. You know, there is a universal teaching, and we kind of brought it up, you know, as a man thinketh. And this takes us to asking you shall receive, which is, yes, a teaching. And, you know, obviously Jesus said that multiple times or at least once. <laughs> and the problem with it is that people don't understand that what's really doing the asking is their subconscious mind. You know, I think I made a comment last week or a week before, or certainly I know in some of the sessions that I feel religion has hurt man in the sense that I asked God for this, that, and the other, and I didn't get it. I don't know, maybe I'm not worthy. And so therein lies the trap, because of course you're worthy. You're a human being. You're a part of God. You're entitled. So if it's not coming to you, it's because you may not believe you deserve it. You may not believe that you are entitled or worthy, or who knows what you really believe. You may not even know what you really believe about all that. That's kind of my take on all of that. Well, you know, it it's not superficial, but you know, what you say there points out that even when we think we are looking out to God, or we are looking out to the pastors or the preachers, uh, whoever it is that might be um, our spiritual leaders, we're not looking within. And so we feel like we don't have the power individually to make these changes and cause them to happen. Therefore, we ask these outside powers. And I think that what you're alluding to is that if this power of God is within us, then we can look within for guidance and inspiration and uh, the opportunity to move forward. And it's always interesting to me that at the time of the holidays, the transitions, and when there's so much happening that we should be happy about and be looking forward to, oftentimes people, you know, they lose focus, they have a hard time keeping their energy up, they feel stressed out, they get to the new year and they make all these plans, which then immediately fall apart on them. So there's this disconnect sometimes between the happiness of the holidays and the actually how we end up feeling. And so I'm hoping that today we might be able to talk about some of those things that a lot of us are going to be dealing with, the stress of the holidays and so on. Any thoughts on that? I'm sure you do. I'm, <laughs> that's a rhetorical question, of course. <laughs> I, may, I may have one, maybe two thoughts on the whole subject. Yeah, it's holidays. And let us wish everybody at this juncture, in spite of our conversation, a very happy, healthy holiday season. So this is an important time period. And it really is a, you know, between Christmas and New Year's, I always feel that this is a time for preparation. And, you know, we make all of these grandiose, I'm going to get fit, I'm going to lose weight, I'm going to, you know, really buckle down and, and really get to work and do all these things. And like you said, they get disrupted, you know, a month in, you know, it's like you go to the gym on, in the first week of January, and every piece of equipment has somebody on it everybody's jazzed about really getting fit and getting healthy. 
But by the first week of March, half of the people are gone. And it, it slowly continues to dwindle until maybe around May. And people say, oh, well, we're going to get into bathing suits. So I got to look good for the bathing suit. You know, I really don't need my belly reaching my knees. However, you know, working out is very strenuous. <laughs> and it's also a very emotionally taxing time period. Aside from being overwhelmed, some people are alone, and that makes it even more difficult. Holidays well, you know, we don't not, have... I'm sorry, go ahead. I'm, oh, I'm, I, I jumped right in on you there, Michael. I apologize, too. What things you say just get me excited to talk about these things, because so many people, you know, have these expectations. And oftentimes, I find that part of the challenge is we have expectations of others, and not necessarily of ourselves. And therefore, we're maybe likely to be disappointed because oftentimes people don't meet our expectations. And maybe there's a way that even by our thinking, we turn that around so that, you know, we can accept others and have expectations of ourselves. We do all this planning, all this work, we have all these expectations, and then they don't quite pan out. And that leaves us stressed out, disappointed, maybe devoid of energy because of all the things that we've doing and maybe all the sugar we've been eating and who knows all the, the factors. But, you know, I'm hoping that maybe today we've got a little inspiration for people as well. Well, you know, you bring up a few good points. And, and one of them, which is really, to me, the most important was expectations. And you hit the nail on the head when you said one of the things it does do is leads to disappointment. And some people, you know, in the book, The New You, one of the patterns of behavior, and there are like over 30 that I wrote about, one of them is disappointment. And people don't realize that they themselves set themselves up for disappointment by creating expectations as to who's coming to the party, how the family's going to react, how wonderful it's going to be to see everybody. And the reality is it doesn't always work out that way. And so, and somebody may come with an agenda that's different. You know, not everybody is happy with everybody, even though it is the holidays. So I would say on some levels, tone the expectations down. If you find your mind running rampant with how wonderful everything's going to be, then you could be setting yourself up. The ideal thing to be would just to be in a place of however it unfolds is going to be fabulous because I'm going to get to see the rest of the family I haven't seen in a while. Yeah, that cousin's kind of crazy. Yeah, that kind of aunt is, you know, ah, you know, makes you want to grab her and, and shake her. But the reality is they're your family. And I think this is a time of the year we all need to practice what Jesus taught, a couple of different things. One of them is divine love. You know, we talk about love, and this is the thing that gets me about what's going on in our country today, is that we're not showing love to one another, because if you don't believe the way I do, and especially from a political point of view, oh my God, you know, you deserve to be in hell because you don't think like me, and I know I'm right. So divine love is loving everybody, no matter what, no matter the color of the skin, no matter their gender, no matter their belief system. We're all children of God, period. It even says it, you know, it's either in the gospel according to Thomas 
or in the New Testament where Jesus says that we are all, you know, the sons and daughters of the living father. So, and the only reason we have a living father is because of during the time when Jesus was alive, the dominant, the society was more of a patriarchal society. I think what we are seeing now is the beginnings of a matriarchal society. I don't know about in your neck of the woods, but down here, it was interesting how many women were running for political positions, you know, governorships. I think it's just a matter of time before we have a female president. There are female leaders around the world, and the world may need a matriarchal society because on some levels, the men need to prove their manhood. And what's the best way to do that? Let's go to war. Let's be strong. Let's get out there and win. Where I think women are more open to dialogue than men are. They are more receptive to receiving guidance from the creative continuum that we call God. You know, I remember in my teachings somewhere, it said that the female aspect of self, because men have estrogen within them, women have testosterone within them. And one of the teachings in both the Old Testament and the New Testament is that when the two become as one, you'll master. Well, what are the two? The two is your male and female self, as well as your spiritual and material self. So when those all come into balance and harmony, this is where you can, you know, when two or more are gathered in my name, you can move a mountain and water mountain, but obstacles. So when you're in a place of balance and harmony, there isn't anything you can't overcome, including relatives during the holidays. Well, you said a lot there. And <laughs> one of those things, you know, talk about uh, loving others. I think we can also turn that back on ourselves. A lot of us don't sort of have the same appreciation for ourselves that we want to have for others. And so we don't forgive ourselves as easily. We have more critical thoughts of ourselves. And it does seem like there's this duality. Some people are only critical of others, and some are mostly self-critical. And yeah. maybe we need this balance of acceptance, appreciation for the uniqueness that is others. And, you know, we all have relatives that are unique. If we appreciate those things and we seek that which is good, I think defining it in our own heads sometimes is helpful. Like you described, you know, wh what you plan to do over the holidays, that if we actually think about what we want in terms of happiness and sharing and the love, the more likely we're going to be able to express it. And the more likely we're going to accept that from others and that from others, which isn't within our plan, but because they are unique individuals, we accept them, we love them, and we don't let them disrupt our own harmony. This is one thing I've tried to practice for a lifetime is not to let other people determine how I'm going to feel. doesn't always work, but it works more times than not. And therefore, I find that I'm able to maintain an equilibrium, perhaps, uh, even when there's things around me that I don't appreciate so much, but it's still the attitude is from within. What do you think? Absolutely. The problem is because you brought up a couple of different things. One, it is taught that God does not judge. 
we judge. We judge ourselves, we judge others. And there's a teaching in the Bible that people would really benefit from, and that is take the speck out of your own eye before you see the moat in your brother's eye. Because the way you look at people is what forms your opinions, your judgments. Oh, I don't like the way they look. I don't like the way they dress. I don't. I didn't care at all for what they just said. These are judgments. These are all based on your own personal belief system from a healthy point of view, because another teaching is what is within will manifest without, which is what you just brought up, you know, differently, but it's the fundamental teaching. So by talking to yourself in a positive way and programming yourself that I am accepting of others. And therein is a very powerful program for the simple reason that I am is one of the names of God. When I drive, I don't have my radio on, but 90% of the time I drive in silence and I will use the time to program. You know, I am getting healthier and better every day in every way is one. I am more open and receptive to new ideas is another. Uh, I am losing weight. <laughs> is another. I am controlling my emotions. So using the I am and constantly repeating what you're saying, what you're really doing is reprogramming that biochemical computer called the brain and mind. And I've said this before, and I'll say it, you know, because I have a tendency to be redundant, that the mind controls the brain, the brain controls the body. So take control, talk to yourself in positive, affirming ways, do affirmations every day so that you can begin to raise yourself to the level you want to get to. And then once you get there, start the programming over again to take you to the next level. You know, you reminded me of a, of a quip I learned. There's enough good in the worst of us. And then there's enough bad in the best of us that it little behooves any of us to talk about the rest of us. And, you know, there's a great deal of wisdom in that little saying right there. And, you know, it's one of the things I've tried to appropriate is not to magnify those things that I don't like about other people and to not overlook the things I don't like in myself, but to be more accepting of all of us. And that will make me a more accepting person. And that's likely going to influence that person that's in front of me as well. But I always found there to be a, a kernel of truth in that saying. Absolutely. Yeah, because we we are all the product of our parents. And I think it's in Exodus where it says that the inequities of the father are passed on three to four generations. And the inequities are the concepts. These are the things that I'm like my dad and my dad was like my grandfather. So that's why there are, quote unquote, hereditary diseases or genetic diseases. If, you know, mom and dad have arthritis and you're like your mom or you're like your dad, you end up with arthritis. It's because you're eating the same diet. You're following the same lifestyle. You have the same attitudes. It behooves the individual to climb inside their own head and begin to reorient themselves and to get healthy. And that's our goal here is to bring people knowledge to help them get healthier and to be able to dispel whatever health concerns they currently have by utilizing the knowledge we present. You know, it doesn't matter how smart you are, how much you know. 
if you don't apply it, it's useless information. It's really that simple. And fortunately, I believe that what we are providing the people is good information and on some levels, methods and techniques to achieve not only excellent health, but peace and tranquility within, which will manifest without as excellent health. Well, this whole experience of doing the podcast, our mission has been to give people tools that they can use to make choices. If people will make better choices, gradually, step by step, they will move in the direction that they want to go, and they won't necessarily be buffeted by all of these influences around them because they're going to be more centered. They're going to know their purpose, their direction, their reason for doing what they do. And while sometimes it may not seem like we're making very much progress, I believe that every positive step has a positive influence. And so everything Absolutely. that we do is going to influence our futures the next day, the next week, months, years. We have the opportunity, the responsibility even, to make these decisions for ourselves much a victim of our lack of action and thought as we are of anything that's around us. So I know we're getting short of time here for this episode, Michael, and I just want to encourage people that as we get into this next year, we're going to be covering all kinds of things that people can do for themselves to move them forward. So I'm looking forward to doing this even more. We've been doing this almost a year now. It's uh, been a good journey. Wow. Fabulous. And I think one of the parting thoughts that I would like to share for the holidays, especially for the family get-togethers, <laughs> look for the positive in everybody. Forget about the negative. Don't focus on the negative. Don't even see the negative. Yeah, some of the people are abrasive. They're cynical. They're this, they're that, they're the other. But they are a child of God. They do have redeeming qualities. You may not remember to look for them, but you need to. You need to find the positive. I think we talked about this even, you know, in any and every relationship, including with the people you work with. Look for the good, the positive, reinforce it, compliment others on it. Doesn't cost you anything to be nice, to be loving. And on that, I know we didn't get a lot into health. We're just wishing people a fabulous holiday season and create a healthy discipline for this coming year. And it's really interesting that if you do, if you, and I know this is a distraction, but I also practice numerology from my symbolic perspectives and my universal perspectives. And 2023 turns out to be a seven. And seven is the number of a cycle. So for all of us, 2023 has the potential to be a fabulous year if we control our expectations, we gain control over the energy that we are, and we program to manifest what we want. Make this new cycle the best in your life moving forward. That's all I have to say. So I'm uh, done. Steve. Well, I know, I know it's not all you have to say, but it's all we have to say today. It's what we have time for today. And hopefully we'll bring you back next year with a whole new attitude and interest in moving forward because folks, it is your journey. It's what you make of it. It's where you put your mind to. It's where you put your direction to. Michael and I are 
directed to be here and discuss these interesting topics with you, hopefully give you some inspiration. So thank you, Michael. I've enjoyed this year. Uh, I wish all of our listeners the best holiday and looking forward to opportunity next year. And we will do this again with passion, excitement, and interest. So Michael, happy holidays, best wishes, and I'll talk to you next year. Same to you, Steve, and your loved ones, and to y'all out there in the world. Have a fabulous holiday, whatever your particular belief is. Enjoy it, embrace it, and uh, we'll talk. Take care. God bless. Bye, folks. Thank you for listening to Naturopathy Today, sponsored by MNP, Michael's Naturopathic Programs at michaelshealth.com. Join us every Monday for the latest episode in this journey to excellent health on all levels.